Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tuesday Special Podcast. I have an awesome guest with me today. It is the one and only Blake Hagler. He is an IT guru, owns Hagler Systems. Find him at HaglerSystems.com. He'll tell you how to spell it in the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. We I plan on talking about a bunch of uh, like IT stuff, but we just bullshitted the entire time, and it was so much fun. And you get cameos from Cy si and uh, my beautiful baby mama, Katie. So hope you have fun. This is a very fun podcast, and I'm so glad Blake came down to join me. So without further ado, the one and only, I call him IT Guru because he's so smart with all this shit, Blake Hagler. Hope you enjoy. Well, No, the sad thing is, is all my friends are going to watch this, and I'm drinking Miller High Life, which is like you said, like water. <laughs> if Miller High Life is listening. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, you, you have to... Let me see. Is there calories on here? No. 1903. Champagne made in 1903. Because this was water in 1903. <laughs> you know what they say about champagne. What? Like you have to talk into the mic. Oh, you know what they say about champagne. There you go. You sound amazing now. Thank you. <laughs> what do they say? I, I have no clue. I, was, I thought you did. It's Miller Lite or <laughs> Miller High Life. It's champagne and beers. All right, let me give the backstory before I jump in. If you saw the intro, I'm sitting here with Blake Hagler. Blake has been one of my good friends for shit twenty years. Wow, we're old. We are. We're not going to talk about that. But uh, the eventually we'll get to where we have the Cane Punch crew back in town, uh, Joel and Nick. What I have all over me, and uh, they were supposed to be here. And this is their beer choice. And this was what we used to drink when we did the Cane Punch podcast. So I bought a twelve pack, and they slackers couldn't Don't come because they, they have like ten kids between the two of them, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they didn't want to take a risk. Which I respect that. I don't mind. They want to do Zoom, but with the announcement that we make, I want to at least announce it in person with all of them. And th this is my first three-camera shoot. Yeah, I don't think the other one caught me, but that one does. That one definitely didn't catch me. But yeah, so this is Blake. This is the Tuesday special uh, basement. Welcome. Are we in a basement? We're in a basement. I know you thought it was a studio, but it's a, <laughs> but it's a basement. <laughs> it's definitely a basement. The uh, Blake is like an IT guru. Uh, he travels the nation, the world yet, or just the nation? Just nation. Just the nation. nation. Yeah. Uh, do talking, uh, speaking on IT issues. IT. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a book. Him, yeah, co-author a book. Yeah, he co-authored a book. Co-authored a book. Mm -hmm. And uh, should have brought it with me. I didn't. This, even though we are drinking water, fact, I haven't drank beer. I maybe drank two beers in the last two years. So this might go off the rails. That'd be good. <laughs> we have a whole 12 pack in there, and you live close by. I do. <laughs> Which you can I, Uber home. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, Blake's going to join me. I have a wife that can pick me up. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> Fair enough. But, yeah, so uh, the way we do is we just talk and right. shoot the shit and have fun. Are you down with that? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's uh, fire away. Awesome. Cheers for this one. 
Cheers. I, uh, this was. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is the champagne of beer. In, in, in 1903, this might have been water. <laughs> in, in 1903, this, this might have been the, uh, the high end of everything. Like, I feel like <laughs> if, there, if there's one advantage into going back in time, it's seeing <laughs> what the beer that we like now tastes like in 1903. 1903. So that gives them a hundred and how many years? Hundred and hundred and seventeen. Yeah, almost 120. 117. 117. Depends on what month of 1903. <laughs> if there was months in 1903. Math is my strong point, everybody. Yes. It's not mine. I can't believe I got that right. <laughs> if I am right. Fact check. Leave a comment. <laughs> but yeah, so we're drinking High Life. Uh, listen, we we drink brew beers. We are craft heads. If that's what they call them. We drink craft beers. Mm-hmm. We have for a long time. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hear anybody bitch about us drinking Miller High Life. And no, they did not sponsor. That's why all the bottles are turned <laughs> inward. But I don't know. I don't know if you can show them or not. But yeah. So, uh, like we said, Blake, Blake's got his own company. How long, how long have you had? Uh, 15 Drink plus years, maybe? Sip. You had a company it's... for 15 years? Yeah. Well, I've had it. I had it when, um, I had it when I was in college. But... We just didn't have everything up and running. And I had it when, um, when I used to work with you. Mm-hmm. Had it. Yeah. But that was it, like, it was, that was like it was side stuff. Base, yeah. Mm-hmm. What well, I still do. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, I was doing that too, and I worked with you, and I still do it. Just side stuff all the time. You have bigger balls than I do because you're the one that took the leap. <laughs> well, it was I, like, you know what? I'm not gonna work for anybody else i'm gonna do this i'm gonna buy a bunch of vending machines yeah and yeah that yeah. did happen that, that there's actually a um i want to hear all the juicy details about the vending machines because i'd be like hey man what you got what you got going on this weekend man i gotta go pick up these vending machines <laughs> get all the coins that's out of right them. and and there's like there's a, a good story behind those vending machines oh well, let um, me get comfortable it's, it's a um it's a very Christian-like story. Oh, okay. So uh, uh, I don't know how the viewers... It's so suitable this, for this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you the story. If I, if I get teary-eyed, don't, don't, don't think nothing of it. Oh, that, dude, I'm, I'm going to use that clip on social media. <laughs> something I've been trying to do, so give me something good. Um, I'm just all right. Pull I'll, this down right here. I'll tell you. We, we were... Uh, I was working in a location, and the um, person I was, I was working on the network equipment at the time she mm-hmm. she said blake our vending machine guy we're just not having any luck he can't keep it filled and um we we maintained their network some of the other stuff and she said why don't you put some vending machines in here and take over well i talked to the owner and um and i told her i said i said i don't have any any knowledge or anything about vending at yeah. all i'm I'm computer based. I'm IT based. I don't know anything about it. That's that's better left to the vending pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll talk to the owner. Let him know. Hey, <clears throat> she said something about it, but I'm not. Uh, it's not my gig. And uh, he didn't care. He was like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Well, she came back and said something again when when I was working on some of the equipment. A few days later, told her the same thing. Came back. Three weeks later, maybe I was working on some more equipment. She comes up and 
and I knew what she was going to say. She said it again. Bright idea popped in my head, and I said, I tell you what, if two vending machines come through that door, I'll do your vending. Knowing, knowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't say that exactly. I said, <laughs> I said, if God sends two vending machines through that door, yeah. I'll do your vending. And um, not knowing that... Uh, that I doomed myself yeah. <laughs> or blessed myself. Way, I don't know which yeah, you way. You snapped your fingers and two vending machines come <laughs> flying through a door. So about two or three days went by. She calls me up on my cell and she says, Blake, you'll never know what just happened. Oh. I was like, what? What? What, hold on, These, what, what hit you whenever you got that phone call? Oh, the, they need help with network stuff. Oh, okay. You know, okay. So regular you thinking, call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, well, what happened? She said, a guy just came in here wanting to sell Two vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. You think my, she made a phone call? I think she looked for him. Yeah, I, I really did. She started searching for him. And she finally found him on that third day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, "Okay, give me the nut guy's number. I'll call him." So I called him up. I started talking to him about the story and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't. It just so happened he he went out of business or whatever. He yeah. had two vending machines to sell. That's crazy. Yeah, craziest, craziest thing I, I hit in a long time. Yeah. he um, So he was just going store to store. Uh-huh. And so happened he hit the store that I made a godly promise to. <laughs> <laughs> when you promise to God, you have to follow through so, on that promise. Yeah, and so, so I asked him how much he wanted for it. The bad thing was it was everything in my savings. And uh, and Brittany and I were I dating at the time. Yeah, yeah was, Brittany and I were, were dating at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I told her about. It. I was like, Man, "Look, one of this these is- cameras would cost me everything in my savings. <laughs> 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 Student loans. <That's> a- <laughs> Student loans. The the, the harsh stuff that's yeah. hard to talk about. Yeah. Um. So the so- story just got deeper. You know, I talked to Brittany, and she was like, "Well, what are you going to do?" I was- so you pulled out your entire savings. I did. What I, what everything I had in the savings to. Uh, wow. I didn't to, know all to this. buy this for this, this first guy. time we've ever, for record, it's the first time we've ever talked about this. Yeah, I think so. I just used to give them shit about having vending machines, <laughs> not knowing the backstory. Now I feel kind of bad, yeah. but not really. Not too many people know it. I mean, I guess, I guess everybody's going to know yeah. it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the millions of people that listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so That's the uh, the guy, I talked to the guy, and um, yeah, I felt I felt obligated that oh, point, yeah. or you I'm going to get struck by lightning. Yeah. So I went and got them, and I remember the date. It was um, it was the day before Christmas. It was Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And the reason I remember this date is because uh, – now, we didn't have any equipment to move vending machines. If you don't know anything about vending machines, those things are heavy. I'm talking about – I've never moved one, but I imagine they, they are. So we don't have any equipment. We just pull up in a trailer, you know, gate trailer. Yeah. And uh, and we're dragging these things on. I, I, I asked, a, yeah, I asked a buddy to help me, and um, <laughs> I gave him the money, and uh, and he stood there for a second, just quiet. And I was thinking he was gonna be like, "Man, this ain't enough," or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I remember the date. It was Christmas Eve. His tears started rolling down his eyes, and he said, "Man, you do not know what this means to me. I have two little girls." See, I'm about to happen. Oh. I have two little girls. I'm going to Walmart to take this money and make Christmas for them right now. That's amazing. And, um, man, it just hit me. It's worth it. So uh, even, yeah. even if that falls through, it's worth it. Yeah. 
so I got the vending machines, and it's, it was a few weeks before the other guy moved his out. I moved mine in. Didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, Just had a key. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. And now, these do you things, have, do you have, these things keep... have computers in them. I don't know if people know that they got what? they got boards in them that you're, you have I to do. program. I know that because the establishment that I work at now always has issues with their vending <laughs> machines. <laughs> it's the only reason I know that. Yeah, so so I had no clue. I'm I'm trying to read this piece of paper that's in Chinese, and I just see numbers. So I'm just poking at it, trying to program it. Um, and you program it with the front buttons too. It's like an so, IKEA. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like an Ikea yeah. Without the manual, dresser, dresser. <laughs> <laughs> then you finally get it going. You think it's right, and it just giving free drinks out. Yeah. Um. But I I got that set up, and a guy that owned a few other stores came into this store. Uh, I got was a phone it, was, call. Was, from was him. it like a a chain? Well, was the store like a gas station? Um, it's like a uh, no, it's just like a service store. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Um, like like a a service or, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. So the um, a guy that owned several other ones came in and is asking the owner, hey, who does your vending? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got we, we can't find vending or, you know, had poor service. Uh, so he gave him my number. Well, I talked to the guy, and, and uh, he said he needed them in all these stores. And uh, I, I kind of thought about it for a little while. I said, "Well, I don't have I don't have any money." Yeah, you know, that's I was young. I still don't have any money. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, I told him, you know, as I as I build up, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Well, the turnaround on that was quick. So like, I got it. I like got some cost more profit. Yeah, cost profit. Really? I mean, it was it, it was amazing. Um, so I put another machine machines out in another store and another store and another store uh-huh. and it really turned in from being a um you know god's gonna strike me dead if i don't do this yeah to to a blessing and uh yeah i'm, I'm still glad that guy you take the leap able, of faith man man i, I don't That's what know it's all about you know you know the bad thing was it wasn't even the leap of faith i was i was just more of not wanting to get struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah. Making that promise to the good one, the good man upstairs. That's right. And and it was um it, it was a difficult choice because I wanted to go back on it because it was everything I had in savings. Yeah. But uh but but I knew I couldn't. And, and it turned out good. Good. That's what anytime I ever watch a motivational speaker on social media. Water. They yeah. They talk about like you gotta you just gotta follow your gut. Like money is money. And I'm and I'm a firm believer with, that you do need to save, but if you work and you have your plans, like money will be money will return back. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it's not like that's that's one thing that I that I have to always I continuously fight with is if not necessarily like taking the leap because like I tell everybody I've had the same job for sixteen years. And if I if I had to find a job tomorrow, I wouldn't have no idea what to do. And I send out resumes every once in a while for design jobs, but I'm a fr- I've always been afraid that if I do the design stuff full time, that I'll get so burned out so quick. And then I've always been afraid that, like, I went on an interview with a very very established company in Charlotte right after I got out of art school, and went and like, I don't even know if I've ever told this story. I remember going, taking my portfolio. I had no idea what I was doing. Taking my portfolio is with Center City Partners. So it's the people that do all the downtown stuff, 
like restaurant week, all that, all like uh, speed week with all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I remember riding the elevator up to like the 32nd floor and getting off and walking to like glass doors and walking with the walk in with the waterfall. And I'm like, what, what the hell's going on? I mean, I was 26, 27, 26, 25, 26, somewhere in there. And, uh, like they take me into the boardroom and legitimately the boardroom has all glass windows and you can see inside bank of America stadium, like, like sit in the boardroom <laughs> and drink beer and just watch the game from, and I was like, man. And I went through the interview and I ended up not getting the job, uh, because there was, a, there was one guy ahead of me that had like three years experience, like of doing, of working. And I was coming straight out of art school and which I understand. But I found out that they were going to pay me like $3,000 more than I made at the hospital. And I was like, it's, that's not worth it. Like, it's not, it's much more worth doing it part time, like on the side and making my money there than going and having somebody who probably has no clue what they're talking about telling me, this yeah. is what I want. You need to change this color to this. And that just drives me crazy. Well, the enjoyment too. Yeah. It, you know, people, people really make the difference. Oh, and I've always thought people made the difference whether and and I say that even on the programming side mm-hmm. design side so if you if you think you're going to get burned out I mean yeah three I mean, I'm burned out now. now like this <laughs> this is my fun like the podcast mm-hmm. and doing like I've loved wrestling forever and I'm some I, like this whole break is like saving me from just leaving wrestling because I'm so burned out. But the crazy thing, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, like they say you have to do something for 15 years before you find like real success in it. You know, have you ever heard that like saying? Like when you do something for 15 years. I think Same this thing, year like, was first year we made money at, at the IT business, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> and this is your like 15th, 16th year? Yeah. But it's it's like uh, like if you listen to Rogan, Rogan always says when you do 10,000 hours on stage, that's when you – or 10 years or something like consistently 10,000 hours on stage as a stand up. That's when you've when you got some kind of level. understanding and you should be able to be like a headliner or something if you're good. And, uh, it's, I always struggle with like, I, every time I, like I've been burnt out from by wrestling, I, it goes through stages just because it's mm. you doing it on top of a full-time job. That's the big thing. If you did it for a living, I could get, I mean, I'd love it. But, um, like when I, when I wanted to leave, was when I like went to NXT and talked to Triple H, and when I went to or when I started doing New Japan stuff, it's like I can't leave. I've spent 15 years of my life, like building a resume that's getting me these opportunities, and if I leave now, it's like what What did you do? Yeah, like, why? So it's like you're almost stuck. But uh, that's how I feel in, in a lot of ways, um, because you know the thought of the IT IT is so pinpoint. Yeah, it's but, like yeah, it's so you can't make mistakes. That, that's right, and and under like for for my company for the IT company, mm-hmm. um, you know I, I used to know a lot about computers, a lot about servers, and I still do, but I'm I've been out of the game. I've been more in operations, more of business well, you management. Hire people or you that's got right. people that know what they're doing. That's right, and and so you know in 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 a way I'm stuck. If if I was to try to go get a job now, yeah, it would it would be has to be a management job. It, it would ha- it definitely would have to be a management job, mm-hmm. 
because nobody wants me working on their computers. Yeah. <laughs> they might want my team working on them. They yeah. do want my team working on them. But um, me, me personally, they're, they want me running that business, making yeah. sure my team is doing what they're supposed to yeah. be doing. Um, so, that's yeah. A hard, that's a hard thing to step into is, like, you are you a control freak mm. like I am? I don't like to micromanage. But I do like to control. Um, I like to control the outcome. Yeah, and sometimes that's not always the case. But I am very OCD. Yeah, yeah. Like what I what I struggle with is I know like from before we use wrestling because a lot of my fans are wrestling people. You work with like I work with four people to create book. Uh, create like create storylines, book talent, a set of shows. Uh, I do most of the design work for it, but then you step into the realm of a show, like the day of a show, and you hand all that to someone else. And if they screw it up, like what did you work on all that stuff? Ah, uh, see, so yeah, you, you, yeah, you see what I'm saying. So that's that's why, like, I, I have to have my hands in everything, but that's what burns me out is that I have to have my hands in everything because I. I used to I used to be when I owned my own company, like I, if if I, if I handed somebody flyers and said, "Yo, you can move it. You can just just these." Oh, okay. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't even move. But it went up. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, like if I hand somebody flyers, I have no idea if those flyers went out, and that would bother me. Yeah. Forever, I, and I can't I can't get over that hump. Now I I've. Last year with the wrestling company, I made it a point to delegate, to work on my delegation, find people that are good at what they do, find people that have learned from me, and then show them how to do it, and then they can do it, if not as good as me, but sometimes better than me. And that's what I've done. And that's that's hard to do, too, is the, the trusting part where, oh. where you pass something off. Yeah, it's not there. a personal thing. It's just mm -hmm. like you, you feel like... You just I want it done right. Yeah, and, it's, I, I feel like if I don't... And I've and I've seen this with the wrestling company is if I don't do something, then it falls. Like it's we're here, yeah. and I step away because I'm going to go do this management stuff. Like it, this this side falls. Well, you have and plans too, right? You you, you have a, you you have a clear vision of what you're wanting it to do, and and then you're passing it to somebody that has a partial vision. Yeah. So so they're taking it, thinking that okay, this is what I got to do. But in reality, what you would have done would have been ten times more than what they did. Yeah. Yeah, God, it, and that that makes it really difficult too on um, such on a shitty side. dichotomy. That's <laughs> such a shitty dichotomy. Oh, I hate it. But yes, it's uh, like um, how did you how did you transition from because when you first started it was just you or was it you brother just, just me just you mm -hmm. and you just did everything. Yeah, like someone, yeah, I did someone everything. would call and say we need something. You'd say, "I'll be there at." Two o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, you, you you show up in your little Prius. That's right. <laughs> I've had that Prius for. I still have that Prius. Do you? I it's, you it's it. like no, that was a Yaris. Oh, okay. I, I bought a little used Yaris. You know, I thought yeah. it was really fun and stuff. Yeah. So and then it got you. It got me. Yeah, <laughs> had too much fun with it. Yes, that was a that was a sad day. Dude, listen, <laughs> we've all been wrecked. <laughs> I, I, I cannot, that was my I, first wreck, by the I way. Can, and, oh, I was about to say I cannot throw stones at you for wreck <laughs> by any means. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's it's 
it, it was all me. It was it, the first time that that it really hit me was was when I let somebody else in the driver's seat to drive away. That's that's yeah. really when it hit me because because um, all those things went through my head as as the owner and everything. You know what what if this person gets in a wreck? Uh, what if they have questions? Yeah. If if they can't do something, what, what if they need emergency what if they screw services? Up and you what, have, you get the phone call. That's right. That's what if my, they screw that, up? I hate. Oh. If I get a phone call and have to deal with the issue that I have no hand in, we, we've learned we've learned pretty well how to handle things like that though, and, and usually it's um, usually we we identify the problem first with the customer, and sometimes yeah. it's not even a problem. Sometimes it's just, it's just customers want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just want to they just want to vent, and um, and so you let them vent, and and they're happy. Yeah. They're happy that the mistake happened that that they vented. Yeah, and, and, you, and usually, <laughs> usually when like what people don't get, if anybody that owns a company or works with another company, if a mistake happens, ninety five percent of the time you come out better than when, before the mistake happened so, because it makes you more aware. It shows you something where something right. could have went wrong and it's been fixed before something really went wrong, and, and you're able to fix that process too. Yeah, and and, and mistakes are going to happen. It's it's just it's, it's just part perfect. of it. That's yeah. right. That's right. If, if mistakes aren't happening, uh, I'd be concerned because yeah, that, that means something really bad's going on. <laughs> that means nobody's paying attention. <laughs> I don't know. That, may, that might be the perfect yeah. scenario. It's called gambling. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I got a story about gambling. So, so oh, I'm not, I'm not a gambler. Jump. Well, I own my own business, I'm not so that's a gambler. Oh, well, yeah. But um, how many casinos have you been in? One. Uh-huh. And it was a it was a boat Where casino, uh, Royal Caribbean or oh, Royal like, Cruise, like or, cruise. Yeah. Okay. So my wife and I went, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I don't remember if we were married at the time or not. This is a, how many cruises have you been on? Three, I think. No, you got engaged on a cruise, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, and that was a lot of. I'll tell you that story too. That's that a really Dude, good I'm, story. I'm she, down for some stories. Would, she, they they hear my stories all the time, <laughs> so we need somebody. That, to that was a really good. Um, I remember when that happened. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people hated me because they were like, they're, uh, they said they hated me because of how I proposed, and I made them look bad because they didn't propose that way. But Aww. I'll tell you that, <laughs> um, a, as a joke, you know, all lives. the people that were on the cruise, no, 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 no with the, you. Our our guys, our oh, friends, gotcha, our friends, gotcha. yeah. Step up your like, game, hey. asshole. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so um, I went on. I, Brittany, mm-hmm. Brittany knew how to gamble. I don't know how, but she, she was in there. Brittany knows how to do shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, like just like Blake. Brittany's been my friend for since I moved. Uh, to, I think you and her are friends before we. we yeah. Yeah. Me and you were friends and like became friends like high school junior yeah like sophomore junior year actually it might have been freshman year because I was in ROTC freshman year oh that's right yep and like we knew each other we didn't become good friends until we worked together yeah but but we we like we went to did we go to middle school together we did like we went to middle school high school but Brittany like Brittany was like Brett was my first friend ever when I moved here in third grade. And Brittany and Brett, Brittany were and Brett were really good friends. Yeah, because time. we all lived in the same area. Yeah, and like Brittany is Blake's wife, and to I know I'm getting way off the point, but like Brittany, you'll say, like, I'm gonna try to shoot shoot a leopard with a crossbow. And Brittany would be like, oh, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know how to do that. I watched a video on YouTube. 
and just does it like <laughs> like that. That's all you got to do. And you're just like, it reloads it and everything. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, what are you doing? All right, just to set set the stage for Brittany. All right, so carry on. So you're at the casino. Brittany knows how to gamble. Yeah, so so um, I didn't know where she went, actually. I, I woke up for a nap or something. I was searching for her, and, and um, she was at the casino. Oh, of course. And <laughs> With your vending and, money. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I don't remember. We did set a limit though of how much we would we would gamble, and um, smart. And, and I took a hundred dollars, put it on a card or something, uh, and I told her, you know, I asked her what she was doing. She was she was doing slots or something. So uh, that's what I decided to do. You know, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna stand beside. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. My my wife's beside me. Is it it's like, got to be luck, right? I've never gambled. I've been in like four casinos. Never gambled. Is it like drugs? Is like like when you like uh, when you when you're about to do it, you say you stop and you say, "This is me." I don't know if anybody, if everybody else does this. Obviously, some people don't. And I say, "It wasn't if, for me." If I, if I, this is too fun, like I might get addicted. I know I know some people do. I you know I know some people have that have that mentality or or the difficulty to pull away. Um, but let, let, let me finish. Okay. So, so, uh, Sorry. And, and you'll see where I do not have that mentality. Okay. I, I put about $100 on a card thinking that, you know, it's, it's going to last all day. It might even last all week for the, for the rest of the cruise. So I, I'm standing beside my wife. Got luck. You know, I got my, got my wife beside me. It's going to be <laughs> luck. I pull that thing down. They roll. I'm like, yeah. Didn't do nothing. I pull it down. It's not doing anything. I, so I, I tap my wife. I'm like, hey, I think this thing's busted. What's what's going on here? She looks over. She says, you're out of money. I pulled one time. $100? $100. I had no clue. It cost $100 to pull one I time. I was done. I was done. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Any, any oh, I can't. After that. I can't. That was, unless, like. I don't I, know. I like to gamble on things that I can control the outcome, yes. like my business. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that makes that me little, sick. That little stomach. pull the reel and, and gone. And she didn't care. She was like, no, I'm doing good. We're, we're on this. Yeah. I'm like, well, good of luck. Course. I'm going to the pool. <laughs> what? I've never been on a cruise. Uh, never? Nope. Oh, man. You got to go. You got to go I'm so once. scared. Um, I'm scared I'm going to get out there. Like, say, four-day cruise. First day I get out there and I try to go to sleep and I get seasick and I'm dead for the rest of the time. Yeah, just don't get seasick. You'll be good. I don't know if I am or not. Yeah, just don't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, that's the thing is I don't know. <laughs> I have no, like, no, no idea. And it's like, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't. Um, did you think about that or no? You was just like, well, fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, that's kind of what I was like. Well, screw it. Let's go. It's going to be a bunch that's of half naked people on a big ship. It's like, is it really like a town? No, it's like a town. Yeah, you walk through. You you got a Starbucks. So so the main floor, mm-hmm. it, it really was like a little shopping center, whatever on the main yeah. floor. Uh, we didn't really stay on the main. We didn't go on the main floor very much. Maybe to get a coffee, mm-hmm. um, just look around, see see the uh, see the people shopping. Yeah, you know? just to see that the amazement yeah, of it there. being a a mall in the middle of a of a um, ship and and a the mall thing, in the middle of the Titanic. Yeah, yeah, it really. And and the funny thing is, it's not just one floor. You know, they they section out about three or four floors. So you 
it, you have that mall experience. You know how yeah. they have the, the high ceilings and everything. It's crazy. And uh, they always do events right there where they shave the ice or mm-hmm. whatever. Or they'll shave the ice near the pool, and then they'll bring it down for display in the, yeah. that little se- section. Um, but Royal. They have a topless we, deck. You know, people say they do. I've never seen it. Um, I don't. I don't think. I think that's just a myth, or I've been on the like, wrong ones. I feel like <laughs> if, if there's a topless deck, there's either going to be nasty women or fat old perverts just I'd standing around. Like I, I would too. I'd, I'd have to experience it. I guess I'd be the fat old pervert. I'd, I'd go out there with balls out just to be, like be on the deck. <laughs> Not now. I'd have to have like at least a three month, <laughs> three month head time. Oh, speaking of, speaking of, you know, I started working out again. Oh, did you? I did. So I'm I'm starting because I'm right now the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. So I was, um, I started working out. I was working out for about three months until all this COVID yeah nineteen thing mm-hmm. busted loose. We do twenty like a hundred push ups every morning, a hundred sit ups, then run the elliptical. I got elliptical behind this curtain. Behind oh, me. that's awesome. Yeah. See, I hate it. I, I'd run every day. I hate it. I did it for the first time yesterday. Day. This is just me being open and honest with everybody. Like I haven't worked out since really since Garrison was born. And he's about 19, 20 months now. And I've gotten so fat, like fatter than I've ever been before. And I like to think like I was going to this part about being a dad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I like, you can, I can say that in my head, but when I walk out and there, when I shoot these things, I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I've been, like, usually when I go to the gym, I'll do elliptical for, like, 15 minutes, get my heart rate up, then I'll go work out. That's the most, I, I my, <laughs> it's acceptable to me to do that much cardio every time. So 15 minutes every day I go to the gym, which is usually four or five days a week, <clears throat> when I take it seriously and I'm working out. And I was doing that for, like, a month before all this, like you said, like, the COVID stuff started. And uh, I had every intention in the world yesterday <laughs> to, to like run on that elliptical for 45 minutes to an hour because I need to get back in shape. And, uh, yeah, 20 minutes in, I was like, this podcast ain't doing shit for me. <laughs> it's actually an audio book. This audio book is not doing shit for me. I'm sitting here staring at Godzilla, the lizard and the TV <laughs> and listening to everybody walk around upstairs. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? And then, and then like that, like I'm, I'm the way my body works is after about 10 minutes, I feel like I want to die. And then once I get past that that dying stage, I can go forever. And uh, yeah, I just gave up at like 15, 15 20 minutes. <laughs> so I, was like, I can't. You're kind of like me. A, that's that's exactly how I'd, I have I no start endurance. my workouts. I, I, no I run first, and then I and then I do you my get your heart rate workout. up. Yep. Like the, my goal is get heart get your heart rate up, and then try to keep your heart rate up the entire time. See, but I, I instead of timing, I'd always do a mile. I made sure to run a mile. Well, yeah, that's usually it's about a mile, mile and a half. Whenever I finish. Because I usually, yeah. like, on an elliptical, I can't run on a treadmill because my knees suck too bad. So, I mean, that's, you run longer than I do. Um, and I would, mm. I, I will say. I might run slower than you do. Mm, I, I guess so. Yeah, you could say that. I, yeah. Maybe. I, mean, I, I, maintain, I only got a time. So. I maintain between 7 and 8 speed on an elliptical. I don't, know how, I don't know how fast that is. Uh, I don't but know. But that keeps me at a consistent, like, jog for about probably, probably about fifteen minutes. The the pain part though, I was, I hurt for the first two weeks, three weeks, 
and and it was consistent hurt. Like I knew yeah. I was going to get on this treadmill, yeah. and I was going to run for a mile, and I was just going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, one day it just stopped. Went away. Yeah, it just went away. It's, it was it was weird because in shape. I just kept on running, and 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 the numbers were changing really fast yeah. in my mind. And you know, I was looking down at the numbers, and they were changing. I'm like, man, this time's going by really fast. Uh, that's what happens when you're on steroids. That's yeah, I guess so. I, I'm, no, seriously, like you'll run, and you'll get done. Like you'll run for like 45 minutes, and when you get done, you're like, I can go another 45 minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Well, I, after after that initial pain of the three weeks, uh-huh. my body just. It, Where are you working out at? The Y, oh, YMCA. Gotcha. Y's got good stuff. That they, uh, beginning of the year, they were packed. But I in Canapolis, um, or China Grove. No, nope, nope. Over there at Afton Village. Oh, the yeah, the good, the new the nice one. one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, but they don't have an indoor track. So oh, my original don't. thought was to run indoors. You want to right? You want to actually run? Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I've thought about trying to go. We need to start a run club. Now I can't anymore. I hurt my knee. Oh, I don't know how I hurt it. But Dude, welcome to my life. I will, I will <laughs> walk. getting old. I will walk and decide I want to go to the right a little bit and <laughs> try, to make a, <laughs> try to make a turn, and my knee feels like it's going to fall off. Yeah, I, I wanted, you know, that flag football thing for old people. Yeah, I, I want to do that, but I'm afraid that my head will fall off. Yeah, no. <laughs> my arm will break. My, do you? My ankle will twist. Were you a part of when we both worked at the hospital that softball tournament? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You remember so, that? Yeah. I was ready to go. So <laughs> me and Blake worked at a hospital together, and uh, they were opening they were opening a pediatric wing, which is still there, and it's called the Jeff Gordon's Pediatric, pediatric Center, Center yeah. or something like that. And to honor this, they did a charity softball tournament, and we had me and Blake were like, we need a team. I remember now. Yeah. yeah okay. So we got Blake shirts. Like, we need a team. We were going to get shirts. Uh, we're going to do whatever, blah, blah. Like, you could have three people on your team that didn't work for the hospital. Will we Craft had, was on the team. Yes. Yeah. We had, like... That was back in the day. Ten people that didn't work, <laughs> that didn't work for the hospital because a bunch of people canceled. But uh, the funny thing is, is we were like, okay, we'll go, like, we'll pay whatever. We'll go play two games, and then we'll be done. And Because it's double elimination. We'll lose two games. We'll have fun. We'll see everybody. We'll go drink. Dude, we made it to the semifinals at this time. Yeah, it just kept going. <laughs> oh, because you you tore the doctor's knee up. I, that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I, he was in my way when I was running. All, all right, right, so all right, just so everybody knows, yeah, it was not my fault. That doctor <laughs> does not that, he does not know how to play softball. Oh, I remember so. it so vividly now. <laughs> so I don't know if people care about this, but it's so funny. Uh, Blake was rounding third, coming home. A doctor, because we were playing the doctor's team. And yeah. We were winning like we were every, winning. Every person big on there time. was a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And we were trying to just give them, like, we would purposely miss balls, like round yes. balls, so they would get on base to make them feel a little bit better because they're doctors and we work at a hospital. And uh, Blake rounds thirds, coming home, throw. At the plate, the he's standing. Try, in, he's in, he's in the way the of the plate. Yeah, he's blocking the plate. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Well, Blake just slides and takes him out, and ends up tearing the, the guy's ACL. The, the perp, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not the intent. 
the the intent, he, how he was standing, I was hoping to slide between his legs. It but didn't at the, happen. It did not happen. It, <laughs> I think he actually turned sideways right at the end, and it took him all the way out. Oh, he just God. landed right on me and everything. And, it was uh, bad. Yeah, and he, it was we bad. had to call EMTs. They took him out. <laughs> <laughs> they took him out and... Uh, yeah, and that's what we were known for. Then yeah. we had we had Elisa, who was one of our supervisors, like ninety five year old husband <laughs> there, who's a baseball like fanatic, who was a face baseball fanatic, and he uh, he was trying to coach us, but he's never played baseball. <laughs> he just watched it his entire life. Oh my god! And there was I a remember. pro player there that worked for the hospital too. That he was um he did the. Uh, Home run derby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and no, I mean, he was just hitting them just all. Murdering them. Yeah. I, I don't remember his name, but I was surprised. And he worked on one of the floors. But, yeah, it was, that, was, that was crazy. And right oh. there at the end, I think we actually – I think half of our team, because we, we continued to, to had win. had to leave. We had to leave. We yeah, had to pick up other players. Because we weren't expecting to even stay that long. We were like, oh, two Dude, games, we'll be out. I, I was sore for a week after that. <laughs> that was like 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah, try it, try it now. No, I'll God, be the doctor. No. I'll be the doctor that's calling EMS. We played, we played a. I'm not a doctor football. by the way. We played a flag football tournament with it was me, Matt Crosby, uh, Chad, Matt's friend, and I think I want to say like Mike Clemency. Uh, Joel wasn't here, so he didn't play, and a few other people. And like Matt tore his ACL, mm. and like it was like we're too old. We we are and. Have you ever done a mud run? Yes. Yeah. And, and did you do the mud run in China Grove? Uh, no. Oh, the, dude, I, they taught me into doing that. That's that's the story. I need to get like Kevin. <laughs> so there was three people or four people, including me. So it was me. It was Matt. It was Brett, who was Matt's brother. Was it Brett? Was it Chad? Maybe Chad, and a guy named Kevin who is Matt's brother's wife's brother, if you follow that. Brother's wife's So it's, okay. it's, it's his brother's brother-in-law. Brother and Kevin runs marathons and, like, Spartan races. Kevin was, like, legitimately wanting to fight me after the mud run because I was so shitty. It, it was a... Um, oh, I'll never do another oh, one. I can't remember what it was, it, but it was something named like that. It's it like was Warrior. The Warrior Run. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah well... Brittany signed us up, you know. Of Brit course, Brittany. Of course. And and I thought it was great. And she was like, "Aren't you going to train?" I'm like, "Babe, dude, come that's on. me. That's me. Rub the shoulder. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Never yeah. run. Never. Yeah, run. I never ran. And and uh, you know, I didn't work out for a long time. Yeah. And Brittany was like, "You need to go. You've always had that skinny build, so you can get away with not working out. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> your lungs don't keep the same capacity. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so she." She kept trying to coach me through months and months, like, you need to go run. I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So we go to run, and I'm trying to keep up. I am dying. Oh, yeah. I I, I thought I was going to die. And and that that brought me to reality that I'm old and I'm out of shape. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, dude, I went, like, whenever I got, after I got divorced, and we are like, I was talking to a few people. I was talking to this girl who was a runner. And, uh. She, like, I was, the ultimate thing I could do to impress her was to do something that she likes that I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I don't like at all. <laughs> so one day I showed up in, down in Ballantyne, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to run with you. And she's like, oh, that's, that's so sweet. That's so sweet, dude. 
I ran like it was like it was a it was two miles, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for somebody who that don't never, run that never <laughs> runs and has never had the endurance to run and like could barely carry a mile, like when I got it was like it was a park. I don't even know where it was. I mean, it was a Ballantine area, but we ran. And like about half, half like a half a mile, I was like, I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> the way it works is you run all the way down and then you come back. So, <laughs> so two things you need to know about me is when I run, if I stop and start walking, I'm not going to start running and continue running. <laughs> like I have to do it in spurts. So like I'll run till I, till I feel like I can't run anymore or I'm about to fall on my face. And then I'll walk, but then I'll run periodically to just make up. So we get to the right where the mile is. I was like, listen, I got to walk. She's like, that's fine. I'll come, I'll come back and get you. Throw <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay. so you on my take, shoulders. Yeah, she takes <laughs> off and I'm just walking. Got my shirt off. I was like, I was insanely in shape, insanely in shape and probably the best shape of my entire life. And I just don't have endurance to run. I can't do it. You just didn't have the cardio. I don't. I, I've never had endurance to run. And, uh, so I walk for a minute, then I run and then it's like, I stop running because it's periodic. And as soon as I start running, she runs back. <laughs> she's like, you ready to go? I was like, I just got done running. Like, what are you doing? So she's like, okay, I'll come back and get you. So she goes back. And then she comes back, and the same thing happens. She goes back, came, comes back. She comes in. She's like, you ready to run? I'm like, I just got done running. What are you, like, are you timing this out? The, oh, God. Oh. But uh, the that's, end, that's from our audience. Is that, a, is that a note for me? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'll get it. Hey, you can hand it to me. Is, it, is that the note, or is the note over here? That's the note? Yes. The, the what? Yeah, come get it. Hurry. Just we don't, hey, please don't knock over anything. This is my production assistant. <laughs> but, uh, so she, like, Comes back, goes back, then comes back, and I finally just run with her to finish it out. So I was like, that's so embarrassing. Let's go get something to eat. So we get something to eat. <laughs> and, I look, and I look on her social media later that day, and she posts something like, this is what happens when you run with people that don't run. And <laughs> she posted a screenshot of her Nike app. <laughs> and it's, like, it was like, run down, run back. Run back, run back, run back, <laughs> and and this, she ended up running five miles in this two miles. Oh station. god! I was like, so, I'm never, I'm never running again. <laughs> Luckily, my my beautiful uh, baby mama doesn't like to run. Either. <laughs> oh, well, it was, it's that's insane. A, that you know, when you get older, you don't want to run. No, <laughs> I didn't want to run when I was younger. Yeah, I do enjoy it, a part of it. Um, but I don't. I, the the part that uh, that's a little aggravating is is that it does hurt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you hurt. You're tired. Um, like those pe- like people that run thirteen but, miles a day. Oh gosh, what, I, can, I can't. I, I'm not. I, I I'm not gonna that. say thirty. Even if you run five miles a day, like what? What are you thinking? Like, do you can do you have the unique ability to escape your body? And I think you just get the runner's high. If she's got enough. The, uh, like, do you have the ability to, like, escape your body and... And just let it go. And just, and just like, 
like just go into a trance and just run. Because I can't do that. The second my foot hits the pavement the first time, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you how I am. Uh, after after that first three weeks, mm-hmm. at the three weeks, I didn't want to do it. But I, I forced myself to. And then when my body just changed, it, it didn't matter. I just, but how are I you just running? ran. Were you running like on a treadmill or were you running on a elliptical? Okay. Treadmill. So, now, um, do you have music? Yes. Okay. Yes, I always, I always listen to music. The yeah. worst thing that can ever Silence, happen I I, is going to the gym and not having your headphones. <laughs> uh, that actually happened to me. Oh, that's and, so... Oh. And you don't realize what people are doing or saying until you don't have headphones. Yeah. Because... Um, I could give a shit less what people are oh, doing Oh, man. Some of these people are singing. And, and some of them are humming. And some of them are... Talking and you can't really understand what the, they're saying. But outside of like having music when you work out, the best thing about headphones is nobody bothers you. No, no they don't. That, but you always have the. Yeah, yeah, because they always want to know: Are you are you on this? No, or I do that this? all the time. So and, I'm that guy. <laughs> well, and, and I try to look out for people because I I do know some people do supersets where they want to they yeah. want to they want to work one muscle and then the other muscle and back of the other muscle. Yeah. you know, try to try to hit them both back and back. Um, so people I, need to join real gyms. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I, I try to watch out for those guys. And, and um, you know, when I first started, I was afraid that I'm stepping on somebody's toes and this yeah. big burly guy is going to walk over and yeah. be like, that's mine. You yeah. know, that, that doesn't happen, though. It's usually everybody there I d- is really I always nice. do the. Yeah. And yeah. 90% of the time they're like, and, and the nice thing is, since I run beforehand, mm-hmm. and the gym is right there, while I'm running, I can look and see who's jumping on what and, and kind of make a plan of that's what I'm going to do. That's my only issue with Planet Fitness. Mm. And I love I love Planet Fitness. You can't see it. I, no, I love Planet Fitness at all. I mean, I, I love everything about Planet Fitness. I will praise Planet Fitness from the fact that I don't have to deal with meatheads to the fact that nobody judges you to the fact that if you go – at a good time and not at peak hours, you you can be, pretty much get on anything you want to get on. But the problem is, is there is a thing called gym etiquette, and there are people that have no idea what gym <laughs> etiquette is, and that drives me insane. <laughs> if you see somebody, like if I want to get on, like if I want to get on a squat rack, and I see somebody, and I like while I'm doing, for instance, for example purposes, if I want to squat after I do after I run. What I do is when I get to about 10 minutes and I know I got five minutes left, I watch people on the squat rack and say, okay, who's finishing up their sets? And I try to, okay, this person looks like they're going to get done around the same time I am, so I'll just try to work it around. Yes. So we get off, and and, this, and timing will work out. Dude, I hate people that will walk up. Like you you do something, like you do squats, you hook it, hook it up. Get your water bottle, drink, and somebody come up and try to grab a weight and put it on. And you're like, no, I'm not done. <laughs> like, ask, ask. Yeah. I, 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 real quick story about the gym because you brought that up. Yeah. There was a guy that, that, um, the, the machine, and it's not even a machine, it's just a padding to make sure you, you have mm-hmm. a good form on your biceps. Yeah. Um, he was using it. Which, you know, I, I did some other workouts. I was watching him. I'm like, he's got to be done. This guy stayed on there for an hour. Oh, now, yeah. Now, the entire was he time. Big? Big, yeah, he was a big oh, guy. Yeah. The entire time. And, I, and eventually, I just had to 
had to pass that one by. Mm-hmm. But it was I, I don't know how you stay on one thing for an entire you know my my whole workout's an hour. Yeah. It's Yeah, that's it, me. Like I I don't I don't like to work out over an hour. No. I, not It's I'm usually not a, 45 minutes. I spend 15 minutes running and then 45 minutes working out and then I'm out. Yeah. I might I might lay like once again shout out Planet Fitness. I might lay in that little water jet massager thing they have. They got a water jet massage? Yeah. They have uh, tanning beds, too. I don't do that. I know I'm white. That's yeah, I don't do that. You're, <laughs> you're probably more tan than I am. But they, yeah, they have, like, this water. You, you know the things they used to have at the mall? Did you oh, pay yeah. and you lay yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, isn't, It isn't that, like, extravagant, but it's this Similar. little thing that you just lay on, and it's water jets, and it just goes up and down your body. That's cool. And it's, yeah, yeah dude, it's like it's. I don't know if it helps, but it's a, like it's a luxury. Mm-hmm. It's worth the extra ten dollars that I pay for my black card. <laughs> but uh, but no, like I got I got to get back in shape. A because I'm we're getting old, and I'm a firm believer as to what Rogan preaches is you have to take care of your body and your immune system because of shit like this going on right now. But also because I have to whoop somebody's ass whenever we can. This all this stuff comes back in the wrestling <laughs> ring, and that's like then that that's the thing is I'm like. So we, I, I talked to Brian, the guy that owns the wrestling company, like every other day, and I'm like, "So are we trying to come back in June or July? Because I really need." Oh, that's to, right. Because yeah, yeah, cause we haven't been able to do anything. It's really close contact, it right? Be, it that's, was supposed to be May 21st, I think. That I was that I was wrestling my last match ever. I was going to beat the dog shit out of Corey Hollis in a street fight, but not, I haven't even done it yet. Sam, I'm, I'm not. I don't keep up with a lot of sports. Yeah, but I know. Um, they canceled. What all did they cancel? Everything. You're you're a big sports guy, right? Sometimes. That, Somewhat. See, I, they've canceled everything. NFL. Mm-hmm. NBA. Oh my gosh. Major League Baseball. NASCAR. NASCAR's doing iRacing. racing. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, it's like fun, some though. virtual. It's fun. Yeah, it's like it's, something. They buy these rigs. So this is my, this is how my mind works. Brian Jacobs, who's been on the I don't know, he hasn't been on the podcast. He was one of my good. Well, he still is one of my good friends, but he now has a kid, so he's under. We're like we quickly fall into the. Oh, we used to give people shit about having kids, but now <laughs> it's like oh oh now this he is knows why. this is, this is why they can never do anything. Um, but like when me and Ryan became first became friends, like probably freshman year of college, sophomore, like he would play NASCAR, and I would be like like we'd stay up all night and play NASCAR on the computer. And uh, it was Papyrus NASCAR Racing or something like that. You remember that? I do, yeah. And I'd be like his crew chief. I don't know what I'd do, but I'd just sit there and we'd drink <laughs> and watch him racing because I wasn't good at it. But he had the steering wheel and the pedals and all that stuff. So now these people have, like, these big harnesses or big, like, stations that is like a car. So you sit in it and you got a driver's seat. It's got a big screen. You can either do, like, a big, like, a rounded, like a, What's it called? Curve, curve like monitor. Curve monitor. Yeah. Or you can do like a big monitor and then two monitors right here. And it's like virtual. So you're driving and it's got a gear shift and gas and clutch and brake. And you're driving and it, you can see your after front windshield and your two side mirrors. So if you wreck, windows. you don't die. No. So that's my and, type of driving. And this is, <laughs> this is like what they do. And what's crazy about it is if, if I understand it correctly, because I've watched like highlights. I've never watched one live, but I watch highlights. Like because you can go on like YouTube and watch the highlights from the different tracks they do it, 
And uh, is it virtual? Like you actually see the cars going around? Yeah. The tracks? What they do is they they have piped in the NASCAR commentators that watch <laughs> like the footage of these people racing and commentate it. <laughs> and the uh, do they still have like a crew chief and everything? They have like, like spotters. <laughs> oh wow! It is the most ridiculous wow. thing ever if you really think about it. But it's so cool. It's so innovative. I think it's very innovative. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then people drive. Then r- r- like NASCAR drivers are dropping in bombs and getting fired during it. Did you hear about mm. that? No, I didn't. Oh yeah, like Kyle Larson, who's a NASCAR driver. I don't keep on NASCAR, but he's like a he dropped an in bomb thinking nobody could hear him, and has and gotten fired from everything. It's just like, dude, you're playing a video I- game. I tell you the virtual stuff in the world as uh, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that this COVID nineteen thing has really changed because we had we had so many people contact us to set up home offices after mm-hmm. this this started uh, where most people were were um, having to go home and start working and and other people were losing their jobs yeah we we actually increased in our work orders. Uh, there were there were so many more people that I didn't in business because I remember yeah. asking Brittany like is Blake still working? She's like, oh yeah, he's busy. Yeah, busy, busy, busy. We had so many orders for companies that said, hey, I want all my employees to be able to work from home. Really? And and you know from going from now is that like a nightmare? A company, it's it's a big organizing issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so the biggest thing is just being able to organize the the schedule. Mm-hmm. And work with the customers on what's what's the high priority, who who are your C class members, who are your operation managers, yeah. you know who do we need to hit first and and push through. Gotcha. So when you when you have twenty companies calling, each company has anywhere from ten to fifty employees. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's some yeah. That's a lot of people at at a short moment think about companies that have like 300 employees yeah Uh, and and you think you know when when you're doing that but luckily it didn't all hit at one time there were some companies that was just starting to call us the week prior to the to the lockdown and everything and and then next thing you know um we get more calls in when they quarantine everybody because then there's other companies that are still in the they're in the teeter of do we do we just wait it out or do we go ahead and start doing the remote stuff? And yeah. And so it wasn't like it was all at one time, but it was a lot at a consistent period. Yeah. God. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was interesting. And, and now, uh, um, like, do you, do you think that's the future is working from home? I think it opened up a lot of companies eyes of them being able to, mm-hmm. uh, I think there was a lot of companies cause for our company, our company's designed to be able to work remote. You know, we yeah. only we use we use the office because it's good for collaboration. Yeah. It's very easy to walk in somebody's office and say, "Hey, this, this, and this. What do you think?" It's a point of uh, interest. That's right. That somebody it's, can come and talk to somebody. That's right. It's it's no longer a requirement. In reality, it's it's more of a um, it's it's like you said, an interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, uh, communication skills with everybody can be handled. Oh, game on! This is what happens when I know. you come to. The, I would say the Price household, that, but it's like the another, Price Kerr household. Me? Oh my gosh! This happens to you every night? Not every night. <laughs> but <laughs> the beauty, no, the beauty. I of wish this, everybody could have no, seen her what, face. Listen, what the beauty? <laughs> hold on, stay down here for this. 
One of the beautiful things about Katie, besides her obvious beauty, is that she can cook like a beast. T- take a bite of that pasta. Is it too hot? <laughs> is it super hot? It's pretty warm. Okay. We'll wait till we're off the podcast to try this. Oh, Blake's going to do it. Is it hot? No, but that tasted really good. Like the, what did hit my lips. It's what is it? What's in it, nice. Katie? Pasta. Bread. You're the best. I love you. She she's still she's still reading them off. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, it's like a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. My house is like a restaurant every <laughs> night, and I still oh, am yeah. fat. This is why I'm not not really because we're trying to eat healthy. Well, you do live close. I can run over here, and yeah. that'll be my workout. Eat supper, and what's gonna be funny is when you go home and Brittany's <laughs> like, "What do you want to do for supper?" And you're like, "All right, Katie gourmet." Took, Katie took care of me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but like back to what we were talking about, like this podcast has gotten so <laughs> interrupted 20 times. The, uh, the, like, I feel like I'm, I remember me and Katie were talking about this the other day, not like crazy that she walked down here is like, I remember one of my friends talking to me about wanting to start a gym and like, I've had a few friends talk to me about wanting to start a gym, like a couple of wrestling guys. And then uh, one of my friends, like local friends. And I said the most, so a lot of people are doing it now, but I said the most, probably the best idea to start a gym is to do a virtual gym. It's to create a website where people can get membership and then you give them workout plans. You give them dietary plans. Oh man. You give them like you do, yeah. you do video. I'm, like, I'm one that, that bought into one of those apps on my phone. Well, it's like, I, there's a guy that used to wrestle and I've met him once. Uh, his name's Gabe Tuft, Tuft, T-U-F-T, I believe. And uh, he owns a thing called Body Spartan. And he is, like, super successful. He lives out in California. And, like, I bought into that. And I love it. Like, I'll follow, I follow them on social media. I paid for their program. And, I like, I think people that do it right, like DDP Yoga. Have you heard of DDP Yoga? Uh-huh. Like DDP that used to be in WCW? He's got DDP Yoga. Now it's like DDPY because they don't want to be yoga, like just classified as yoga because he does a lot more. But like he started this yoga thing and now like he sold a bunch of DVDs and now it's all online. Now it's on your phone. You can get it through your like iWatch. It's crazy. See, and but that's, it's, that's but what I like about the app is if, it tracks if, everything. Well, if you think about that, it's – from a business standpoint, if you can run a business and be successful and not have the cost of bringing all your employees to a building, of bringing all, of creating, of having this huge office and everybody works from home, is it not more, I mean, it, the way I talk about it, the more I see, like, there might be some difficulties there. No, <laughs> but well, like, there, if the, you have people that can be successful working at home, like your cost to profit ratio is in like in yeah your overhead changes and and that's what a lot of people you you have a lot of the a lot of people that go to the office I mean what do they really need you know what what do people really do at an office now used to they had to go to the office because they filled out papers and they passed it to the next yeah. person that that's a thing of the past now we're filling out papers online we're we're taking care of things online if you have to talk to anybody. Microsoft has these new Teams yeah. uh, build-outs. And so so you're just jumping on there, texting people, chatting with them. Microsoft yeah. has a built-in um, 
voice over IP system within mm. the teams. So you can even call them right from right from your computer. Um, so it's it's not it's not like it used to be where somebody sits down, they're filling out some books. Now it's time for this other person to do their part, and the next person, the next person, the manager yeah. looks over it and it passes through. That's that's a thing in the past. Now somebody's filling it out on the computer. They're hitting submit and they're done. And it's done. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So so it's I feel not, like, it's I feel not like a work, a workplace just gives you somewhere to go to make sure that you focus solely on your work. Yes, uh, it, it takes you out of the environment that you're currently. Unless in. you're in a service industry. If you're in the service industry, you're there to serve people that come in or take care of people. But that's right. It, if the only thing you need to physically be somewhere now is if you have to physically do something. Yes. Uh, and. I've always said because we we used to make we've made a few apps and we've we really we were really bad. Yeah. We just recently started making a few more and that it's turning around good for us. Is it right hard now. to make apps? Yeah. Um, is it like is it like website coding? Yeah, a lot of it. A lot it's of a it different is. type it's, of coding. Yes. Gotcha. And uh, it's. I've, it's had, not, I've had so many people ask me about that. I'm like, I can design your stuff, but I have no idea how to put it together. I, I'll tell you, it's after you. When you first start looking at it, you just go cross-eyed, mm-hmm. and then after you look at it for a while, it's like HTML and CSS and well, you, you just gotta learn and it. Stuff. And, yeah, and after you do it, it's it just starts happening. Gotcha. But um, one of the things that I, I I've always said, and I, I continue to say it, even though I'm the person that's holding everybody back now, is our ancestors hold us back from from um, from ex- not excelling, but but from um, changing from, or, yeah. or from, from like further enhancing or right yeah so and what i mean by that not in a bad way because because yeah. now i'm you know in another 10 years i'm going to be the ancestor that's holding our holding everything back well you want to you want to stick with what you're accustomed to and what you're that, comfortable with that's right so so when you when you say okay all these old people are used to seeing um things on a form a specific way yeah and you can't just put it on an app and expect them to know what to do. Yeah. Where a young, a teenager, they look at it for the first time, they figure it out. They're like, "Oh, this is what you do," you know. Mm-hmm. Th- so, so we could recreate something completely, and it's it's a better way than yeah. what it was. But you can't do that because of how things used to be. You know how how our ancestors ha- know how they are, and, and I say our ancestors, but people that have that are continuously using those those tools or those yeah. resources yeah you know you, you can't if if we automatically took the keyboard away from where well, it's happening now but but think how long the tablet's been out yeah. and the computer's been out where an older person would say well how do i type an email oh yeah don't take away my keyboard yeah yeah, yeah. so it, but a younger person's like you don't need a keyboard you know they yeah. start touching the touching the screen so that's kind of where um where where that saying that comes from uh where our ancestors hold us back from creating from from creating yeah yeah that's interesting so to wrap everything up because we have pasta here to eat and more beer and more beer to drink i'm I'm very interested in this pasta yeah i got like a small taste of it yes (laughs) the so we'll we'll finish with talking about the book because you co-authored a book Mm -hmm. and hack proof (laughs) your your business volume two so how did this come about um, so we joined, we joined a company, uh, a coach. We, mm-hmm. I, I hired a coach on, um, his name's Chris Weiser. Mm-hmm. And one of those things that he said that I should do is, um, 
is write a book. And uh, I laughed at him because, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen my English grades in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Probably better than my math grades. <laughs> so so um, I told him, and and one of the things he said was, let's uh, – Let's get you co-authored in a book, and mm-hmm. and see if somebody's out there that wants to uh, wants to let you co-author in a book. And you know, obviously, you have to have certain requirements. Yeah, you have to know. Um, you have to be able to prove that you know certain things, or like you have to have credentials. That's right. Yeah. Um. So so I said sure, and they they came back with a few co-authors. Uh, I was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, I was. They, they accepted me to, to co-author in, in a book, and I wrote about, uh, I wrote about social engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know about social engineering, it's, it's basically the part of, of just extracting information from somebody by talking to them. Yeah. Um, and like, like FBI stuff? Yeah, the FBI. The or FBI, like using techniques to yeah. get the information that you need? That's right. Oh, so that's the wild. FBI uses social Everybody across the board uses social engineering. Mm-hmm. Some people use it. They don't even know it. Unintentionally. Um, that's right, unintentionally. Yeah. But most of the time, hackers will use it on, like, phony calls, and they'll say, hey, this is so-and-so on, uh, in your tech department, and yeah. um, I'm trying to reset your password, but it's not it's not letting me. Uh, can you tell me your old password just to make sure that I'm, yeah. I'm putting this stuff okay. in right? Now, is that, you know, was that the use- primary, like, thought process behind you writing these? Of, like, making people aware of how people will talk and how people will try? Or was it more so you showing them how to effectively use that? No, so so my part is more of explaining how it works and mm-hmm. and the defense side for businesses gotcha. and for people. Okay. Um, it wasn't more of training people on gotcha. it. Gotcha. Uh, we've, we've, had, we've had so much experience in it because our, our company – Works or mainly, my, our company mainly provides cybersecurity now. Yeah, and part of that is employee training. A huge part of that's employee training, where we go through with employees, and we will do what's called phishing attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're safe phishing attacks because they're they're performed by us through the company. The company asks us to do it. And, yeah, and basically in there, what we do is is we do phony phone calls just like that. We, we build a record of what this what it would look like if somebody's actually trying to get in gotcha. and, and what their success rate was. So we, we might call, and 20 employees will give us their passwords, mm-hmm. and we're not even – they shouldn't, you know. We, yeah, we, like you're not we, even the IT of that, the – That's yeah. right. That's right. And uh, and. That's wild. They just give it to us, and then they're like, "Oh, I thought I thought Jimmy was our IT guy." Oh yeah. What's the age range of that? That's right. And <laughs> like, next it's got to be is, like the age range for people that give away passwords it has to be like above fifty five. And what's really bad is we had a uh, HR person give us, or no, it was accounting person give us the password, oh. and they use some payroll thing. Yeah. That they use the same password for, so so it was oh, really in everybody's payroll. Not only that, uh, the payroll application that they used mm-hmm. kept all the comp- all the employees' information live. So you had social security numbers, oh. addresses, everything. Uh, it was it was really it was it was really devastating so when scary. we when we presented that to the company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But right. we, it's better for us to do it than 
Yeah, it's else. like better a, sim- a simulated attack rather that, than a that's real right. attack. That's right. That's wild. Well, Blake, we have pasta to eat. Thanks to my beautiful baby mama. Uh, yes. And thank, uh, her for me, please. thank you for hanging out. You got another beer to finish before you leave the house. <laughs> and once again, well, Hagler Systems. Hagler Systems. Yep. Hagler Systems is our IT company. Give them the website. Um, HaglerSystems.com. H-A-I. It's got an I in it. G-L-E-R. There it is. Yeah. Any of your IT, IT needs, cybersecurity, all that good stuff, this is your man. Blake, yep. thank you for joining me, bud. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Special Podcast. Find all of our old episodes at TuesdaySpecials.com. It's TuesdaySpecial.com. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. All right. Thank you. Yeah.